What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that digital nomad lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. I'd like you guys to check out our blog at thenationsworldwide.com slash blog to see uh, all of our travels and to visit us at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to see everything that we've got going on. Now, in today's episode, we talk with a couple that has successfully created a living from travel. Back in 2014, when I was searching for travel blogs to follow, I came across this Canadian couple who had such an amazing story they shared with their audience. It was their travel blog that started turning the wheels in motion for me to begin our own blog and eventually this podcast. This couple is Dave and Deb of the Planet D. And we talk with them about their story, their relationship, how they have built their travel lifestyle and how they have worked to travel the world and earn a living on today's episode. So without further ado, here's our interview with Dave and Deb. Today we are joined by Dave and Deb. They are a Canadian travel blogging couple who in 2008 found their passion together, travel. Now they are making a living out of their travels, have won several awards, and have become involved with some of the largest travel brands and companies. You can follow their travels at theplanetd.com. Hello Dave and Deb, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. Hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for having us. What a nice intro. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate having you guys on this show. Let us just get started by letting the two of you tell a little bit about yourselves. Well, sorry there, Dave. I looked at Dave, but I'm always <laughs> the one that starts. <laughs> yes, couple travel after all. Well, we, uh, we're, we're Dave and Deb, and we're from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and we started our travel blog in 2008 after working in the film industry for 15 years, the Toronto film industry here, and uh, we started it by, launched it by cycling from Cairo to Cape Town on a bicycle, and that was a real big uh, start of the planetd.com, and we've been going nonstop ever since. Yeah, we wanted to inspire people to push themselves out of their comfort zone, and uh, we took on the cycling challenge to do that and that was sort of the basis of how we launched the planet d awesome and inspire people you have and i was telling you off the air that uh you inspired me to start a blog and eventually start this podcast and i think a part of it was uh being a travel couple and also being from toronto ontario which i am also from so i think that connection there just drew me to the two of you it's oh, like we're kindred spirits. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that just makes me really happy to hear because that's exactly what we wanted to show people, that couples can travel together and couples can have adventures together. So to hear somebody that followed our blog and then went out there and did it, that's just amazing to hear. Definitely. So let's let's just talk about a little bit about the two of you. How did you two meet? 
<laughs> we bet way back in 1991 in college at a bar, a bar in Burlington, Ontario called Tequila Willie's at the time. And uh, we just happened to have the same similar looking cowboy boots on because it was 1991 after all. And my roommate, <laughs> Melissa, pointed, out, pointed it out to us. We were dancing at a Blue Rodeo cover band. Yeah. And my friend, yeah. Melissa, goes, hey, did you have the same boots? And we were like, no way, man. <laughs> and literally that's how it all happened. <laughs> yeah, literally, because then that, that was on a Friday night. And then uh, we went out uh, on a date on Sunday. And it was like we had known each other all of our lives. It really was one of those um, those stories that it, it was love at first sight. We knew that we were going to be together after that first date. So it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. That is awesome. So going from there, where did the two of you get married? Did you do a destination wedding or did you get married here in Toronto, Ontario? Well, uh, we actually, after that, we moved out west to Vancouver for a little while and uh, we started, we worked, that's where we started working in the film industry because in the 90s, that business out there was really booming. So we went out to pursue our, our music careers. Dave was a drummer and I was a singer. And instead of waitering, we thought, let's work in the film industry. And then uh, we ended up staying in that forever. Yeah. And uh, after a few years, we moved back to Toronto. And uh, it was funny because for several years, people would say to us, when are you two getting married? When are you two getting married? And then when yeah. we moved back to Toronto, we decided uh, one day to get married just on a whim. We booked a trip to the Dominican Republic and said, hey, let's make it a honeymoon. So we did a last-minute wedding at City Hall in Toronto, and we, when we started telling people we were going to get married, everyone just said to us, I thought you were already married. <laughs> so we went from one minute to, yeah, one extreme to the other. So yeah. we had a really romantic wedding at City Hall, but we took off to the Dominican Republic. Very low-stress wedding, yeah. which yeah. is, in hindsight, awesome. I'm very happy we did it that way. Yeah. Well, it's just the way we've always done things. We just are kind of people who we make a decision and go for it and uh, – don't think of the consequences because my parents were in Florida, my sister was in Germany, and, and they were all like, how could you get married without us? And yeah. we were just There was thinking, some fast <laughs> talking to be done with family on that one. <laughs> gotcha. Understood. Yeah, that sounds great. So <laughs> let, let's start, let's talk a little bit about travel. And when I, when I get into this section of the interview, I like to start off with a very simple two-word question. But for so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? Why travel? Well, for us, travel just, it, it inspires us to step out of our comfort zone and do other things. Before we traveled, we were really comfortable in our life and we played it safe. And it seems like whenever we go out and travel, we try something new. We seem a little more daring. So I think that is a, a great way for you to really step out of your comfort zone, try something new. And discover something about yourself. And that, that sort of leads into, you know, travel is, in my opinion, the best education you can get out there. You get to discover new cultures, see new places, learn about uh, the history of a destination, all those things that uh, maybe you uh, didn't overly pay attention to while you were in school or didn't overly care about now all come to the forefront when you travel. And I think that you can learn not only a lot about the country or the destination that you're in, but also uh, about yourself. Definitely. Great answer. So where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? We were last in Jamaica. We were just there last week and we love that country. We've been there a few times. So we were in Jamaica traveling around doing some more adventures. Right now, we are downtown Toronto for about a week, and then next week, we head to California. 
and we're on the advisory board for California out there. So we're going out for a meeting and then we're going to go and taste some wine. We're going. That yeah, sounds have, awful, doesn't it? We're going to the place where, si- <laughs> where they drink wine and sideways. Yeah, so we're that's very right. Excited yes, about yes. That, in the movie Sideways. Gotcha. It's coming from a oh, film. Nice. Yeah, we, we love movies. We base a lot of our travels on movies. So now that we knew that, we're like, ooh, I'm going to go drink a. I'm not going to touch a Merlot. I'm only having the Pinot. <laughs> Just like the movie. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Okay, so going back to Jamaica, what did you get up to while you were there? Uh, we did. You know, we've done so many things there. There's uh, This time we uh, really explored Montego Bay um, and spent a lot of time around that area, which, uh, which we hadn't really explored much. Uh, the previous times we had, you know, gone out to Negril, been down to the south coast, um, but never really spent a lot of time in Montego Bay. So uh, we had a lot of fun around there. There's so many things to do there. Um, we went swimming with horses, which was really cool. That's very unique to the area. Yeah. So we went on a trail ride and then swam in the ocean with horses, and that was really wicked. And we got to explore the great houses as well, which are around there, which really delve into the whole history of Jamaica, which is something I don't think a lot of people do, but it has a, a very interesting past. Yeah, yeah, what else did we do? We did some paddle boarding. We got to see the beach, the, the dead-end beach for the first time that yeah. we've heard all about at Montego Bay, where the plains land. So four oh, times yeah. we had been there, and we had never seen that before. So that was pretty wild. And yeah, it's you know, it's always fun whenever we go to Jamaica, we do something different each time. What am I missing? We did a few things. There has to be a few more things in there, but I can't think of it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So traveling <laughs> together, girl. what has yes. been your most rewarding travel experience? I would have to say our most rewarding travel experience was going to uh, Mount Everest Base Camp. Uh, when, when we trekked up there, we... Uh, we we're up there with uh, this guide, uh, our guide who is is deep, and it was he was such a fantastic guide, and we had an amazing time. But um, it was it was also a time where we got to um, know him, and we actually helped him, you know, promote and start his own business. So he was a guide working for another company, and then he started his own business, and we still uh, we still keep in touch with him today. Uh, he's the, one of the most kind-hearted men I have ever met in my travels, right? Yeah, and I think it, that was rewarding because not only did we get to go make it to Mount Everest Base Camp and see everything we've read about in the history books and see in movies and on TV, but also to help build a company and see, and to this day, I think that it was a twofold reward because to, to this day, we still keep in touch with him and help him promote his business, and we're always still helping, giving him advice. We have his... Uh, logo on our homepage on our website and nobody else gets that logo on our no. website but deep you know so awesome. <laughs> it's been yeah. a lot that's been really for us and i think the whole point of travel is to try and support the community that you live in and to see that deep was just a guide then and now he's opened a whole company called simreek travels and he's doing well guiding all around nepal and it's local and i love that that is excellent that's so cool um Hiking up to Everest Base Camp, what was that experience like? Oh, it was just incredible. You know, we had never done anything like a trek like that before. We'd 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 done uh, yeah, we a couple could... other mountains, but yeah. not a trek like that okay. where we spent that amount of time in tea houses. It's a very unique climb in that a lot of other mountains that you climb, you have to camp on the side of the mountain and and all that kind of stuff. With here, you get to stop in tea houses and learn about the culture uh, and interact with the locals as you're heading up the mountain. So you had this beautiful vista of the Himalayas behind 
you in the backdrop the whole time. And I'll, I'll never forget the first time we caught a glimpse of, uh, of Mount Everest when we were trekking up there. And it was just something that really took my breath away. I don't think I've been in a landscape that's been that um, striking. Yeah, that striking. Uh, since mostly uh, the Himalayas certainly had a huge effect on me. It's really made me fall in love with the mountains. That, that sounds incredible. Really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was in Nepal with Natalie, my wife, and mm -hmm. just, we, we only got to see Annapurna and we really wanted to try to do the, the Everest base camp. It looks like such an amazing experience. Unfortunately, we didn't have the time to, but it's always nice to hear like amazing stories of couples being able to do that, that base camp uh, trek. It really sounds amazing. Uh, what, what has been your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience together? <laughs> oh my gosh, we have had so many. Many embarrassing, many awkward, yeah. many everything. <laughs> I don't know. There's some that yeah. you just can't tell. Um, yeah. there's, well, the, I think the most embarrassing one is for me, it always has to do with bodily, <laughs> bodily functions, I guess. Bodily it functions it in, <laughs> in India. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. There was a time when we were on a train that it was really just the toilet was disgusting. And I said, forget it. I'm not going to the bathroom. And we were on an overnight train and, oh gosh, this is an exclusive. I don't think I've ever told anyone that. I don't think on so. the internet about this. Okay. Okay, but I had a beer with dinner and then I went to bed and I remember sleeping on a, a bunk above Dave and uh, I woke up dreaming that I had peed and I had and I peed my pants on the plane and I wet my bed. On the train. <laughs> on the train. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> I woke up Dave in the middle of the night. I'll never forget. I said to him, Dave, can I come sleep with you? And he's on a little tiny butt. And he looks at me with disgust, like, why do you want to sleep with me? And I went, because I peed my pants. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I cleaned up, oh. I cleaned up all of it. And it was because I was too, I wouldn't go to the bathroom. And I went to bed, like, having to pee. And then I just put it out of my mind and don't have a beer. Don't do that. <laughs> and I remember, gotcha. okay, I did not leave a mess for anyone. I cleaned up all of the, the sheets and everything and rolled them all up. And it was so embarrassing. And I got up in the morning. And put <laughs> they it in the probably car. didn't even notice. No. So there right, you go. Exactly. I think that that is mine. I, it, I would say that it's a long time ago now, so I feel okay. But yep. yeah, I end up doing that a little, little more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then turning this on another way, in another <laughs> direction, what has been your worst travel experience together? Uh, worst travel experience was definitely uh, when I, I ended up breaking my back in the Amazon. Uh, back in 2014, I think oh, it was. No. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The three, three almost, almost, almost three years ago. Yeah. So uh, we, we were, we were. No, yeah, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago. So, well, okay, so, you know, it must have done something <laughs> in my anyway, head too. A couple years um, ago, yeah. we broke it back in the Amazon. Yeah, I broke my back in the Amazon, and I think that it was. Uh, I mean, it was an awful experience for me, of course, for the pain, but I think it was even more arduous and a, and a worse experience for Deb, just having to deal with uh, insurance, trying to get me out of there. You know, we're, we're halfway down the Amazon, very far in. So to try and 
uh, get me out of there. I had to spend eight days in the hospital in Iquitos and then had to be airlifted home. So it was uh, it was quite a crazy experience. But, you know, for most of it, other than getting out of the Amazon, I was pretty drugged up in the hospital. And, you know, it was Deb who had to deal with all the, you know, she didn't she doesn't speak Spanish. Neither of us do. So uh, it was it was a really, really tough experience when i look back it's something i wouldn't want anybody to ever go through we we're very thankful that we had great travel insurance but uh most definitely uh it was the most horrific thing i've gone through when traveling right so the that experience with the travel insurance was that a was that a smooth process or because i know we get a lot of questions with travel insurance should you get it should you not i always say definitely get it but was yeah. was the having to make a claim was that a smooth process? It was extremely smooth. It was amazing how easy it all went. I never even saw awesome. a bill for the uh, airlift via either either of the flights because we took a flight. He was in a one flight a twin um, a seaplane out of the Amazon, and then another flight was an air ambulance home. I didn't even see the bill for that, so that was pretty amazing. And then uh, we just collected all of our receipts in the hospital. And uh, and once I got home, I sent them in. And within two weeks, I was paid back. The biggest thing when Dave's talking about insurance was just trying to get all of the paperwork in order. When uh, when Dave mm -hmm. fell in the Amazon, we were on a we were on a, a boat in the Amazon. We were on an Amazon River cruise, and they had a satellite phone where I could call. Um, my yeah, insurance, insurance and I told them what was happening and the insurance said do whatever you want you have complete coverage um, you know don't worry about it just make sure you keep all your receipts and everything so I felt really good about all of that and um, that's why you just make sure that you have air ambulance insurance that you have um, emergency evacuation and make sure you gather up all your receipts so for me it was just a matter of doing the back and forth on the phone a lot to try and mostly it was yeah. trying to get the ambulance we had a hard time getting home because it was actually in, in here in Ontario, they didn't have a bed for him because he was a spinal injury. And that was the thing waiting. They said, we're still waiting on a, on a hospital to accept you. And then I even said to them, can't I just call 911 when I get home? Can't you just send a plane and then I'll drop me off at the airport and I'll call 911? And they said, no, it doesn't work that way, ma'am. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's a really? $50 flight. We have to have a bed for you. So that was the biggest thing. That was the frustration. And I always say, you know, like I wasn't doing anything crazy. All I was doing was getting back on a small skiff boat to go get a piece of photography equipment. And I slipped on the metal stairs and landed on my back on the metal stairs. And that's yeah, so what it can did happen it, so. anytime, anywhere. It's not a matter of mm -hmm. if you're doing a daring adventure yeah. or not. Just you should have it. Exactly. Definitely. And the reason why I ask these questions, the, the worst travel experience and your most embarrassing, hilarious exper uh, travel experience is because of this next section. We start talking about traveling and relationships. And obviously, you guys have been through quite a bit together, especially with traveling. So how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship? I, I think traveling has only made our relationship uh even stronger than it, than it would have been. Um, we're put in situations where you only have the other person to rely on. And I think that um, being together as a couple has allowed us to get through some crazy situations. Um, 
to bounce uh, ideas off of each other to um, to actually, if we're mad at something or, or somebody, we can talk to each other. And I think that that has really allowed us to form a better bond than just sort of, you know, being in two different jobs here and there and, and coming together at night to talk about how your day was. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that the travel aspect and doing it together really forces you to uh to to learn everything about each other and know everything about each other mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah yeah when we worked in the film industry we spent a lot of time apart for uh, more than a decade so we, that's how we got we found our love for travel because we were basically living separate lives working 16 hours on movies a day you know not seeing each other just sleeping the weekends away and whenever we were in between movies we would go travel and that travel always forced us to reconnect and get to know one another again. So I think that's why it's so special for us because it always kept our relationship strong when it could have gone either way when you were working in the film industry. Yeah, and it always keeps it fresh. You know, when, when you're traveling together, every situation, every day is a new thing. So you have to be able to tackle those challenges as well as enjoy those amazing moments together. And uh, I would... I, I mean, tra traveling solo, kudos to all the people who are out there who are doing that. But for me, I would much, I, I would not want to travel uh, alone. I'd want to travel with my spouse like I've done. I guess that's why we're a couple's travel blog. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. So when planning a trip, who's going to take care of what? Dave takes care, care I, of everything. Yeah, I, I yeah. take care of everything. Yeah, because I'm lazy, <laughs> and if it were left up to me, we would just get on the most expensive flight because I couldn't be bothered to look for the right price. And I'd just say, oh, let's just deal with it when we get there, and then we'd end up in a, getting taken in a taxi, which we've done so many times and always get taken in a taxi. Like taken, I mean taken yes. for a ride. I'm uh, right. way too, I'm too, I just don't plan. I couldn't care less. I'm just like, well, why can't we just deal with it when we get there? And you just plan it all out. <laughs> yeah, like for, like for me, I, I like to plan the flights, all the pre-stuff to when we to when we get there. I have an idea of what we want to do. We're not people that really travel too much in a very set itinerary. Um, so we have, I have ideas of what we want, of what I think we want to do. <laughs> and uh, I share those with Deb when we land. Yeah, uh, and I'm completely opposite. That's why it works well. Well, because when I land, I'll see something and go, oh, we should do that. And Dave will go, yeah, I already looked that up. Uh, I was planning on doing yeah. that or something. Like, I'll see, oh, we should go there. Yeah. yeah. And so, it works well. I think each person should have their uh, their own uh, their own job when it comes to it comes to planning travel because I think it makes things easier. You play on the strengths of, uh, of each person in the relationship. Yeah. I just think you I like could, the planning yeah. and I don't like it at all. I do. I love it. I yeah. love doing it. I just yeah. kind of go, we should do this. Mm -hmm. I always kind of decide where we're going to go, though. I'll you be like, hey, you know where we should go next? And then Dave, Dave, you go figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree anymore. Playing to each other's strengths is, is the best part about traveling as a couple. So how about a destination that you two have been to that you'd like or, like to recommend for traveling couples? Oh, definitely. I think one of the most romantic destinations it is uh, the Maldives in the South Pacific. Really, anywhere in the South Pacific, it's just so beautiful. They, it seems to be like Fiji. Well, we have Fiji and the Maldives mm -hmm. are where we've been there, and they're just made for travel for couples. I think so. They're just major honeymoon destinations. You don't see a lot of kids at those destinations, and uh, you know that's just completely romantic to get one of those over the water bungalows and just spend a week right. doing nothing but walking. 
Yeah, if you want to be pampered <laughs> and and be in you know a postcard destination and and really just connect with one another with no other distractions around, definitely the Maldives is yeah. is the place to do it. That's what we found out of all yeah. the places we've been to. Another place closer to home uh, is the Cayman Islands. We mm-hmm. really love Grand Cayman. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great couple's place as well. So awesome. there we go. One awesome. really far away and one close. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So do you two have any advice you'd like to share with any couple travelers out there? Uh, yeah. Our, I mean, like we always say our number one piece of advice is um, compromise. You know, I think that's what's been uh, sort of the key to us being able to travel 365 days a year together, 24 hours a day, is being able to compromise and, and, and you know, not hold grudges uh, with the other person. If, if you guys disagree or you have a fight or anything like that, then you just talk about it, get it over with and move on. You know, it's kind of like mm. it's, it's traveling as a couple is kind of like basic relationship advice as well because uh but it's just everything a little bit you know concentrated when you're traveling yeah i when i, I want to add to that that you have to let yourself fight you have to be allowed to have an argument and get on with it because if you just try to be polite to each other and smile and grin, grit your teeth and go through it it's just you're just gonna explode later so you're better off to just say you know what i'm really annoyed that you really wanted to go cliff diving when i didn't want to instead of saying you know what i don't want to do that but honey you go and i'll watch or yeah. something like that um because right. i think a lot of times people think oh i'll just smile and do it to make them happy where i think it's better to just say it and mm-hmm. and then move on Definitely. and then sometimes yes. even when you say i don't want to do that you end up going well maybe i will now <laughs> exactly because you kind of got it out <laughs> excellent excellent advice uh so in this last section of the podcast we're going to talk about the planet d and this is to inspire other couples out there to try to make travel more of a lifestyle. And in your case, you guys have done that through your platform, which is your your website, your travel blog. So let's start with, where did the name The Planet D come from? <laughs> to us, it's pretty obvious. It's We're Dave and Deb, and we our letters, our names start with a D, and it's how we see the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, you know, when we were... Um, when we were when we started the travel blog, we've always we all we always traveled. We traveled a lot before we started blogging, and we carried a lonely planet with us wherever we went. And when we were coming up with names, we were like, "I want something like the Lonely Planet, the Lonely Planet." And we went, "Hey, we're Dave and Deb. Let's make it the Planet D." So that's what we that's what we did, and that's what we're stuck with. And we actually love it because it can mold with us now. Yeah, definitely. We didn't like the name for a while, for a long while, but now we're like, we can be planet decadent, planet, <laughs> planet delicious, planet yeah. yep. diving, whatever we want. <laughs> it's nice. specific yet generic uh, yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yep. Excellent. So whose idea was it to start this travel blog or, or what was the catalyst to, to, for you two to decide we're going traveling, we're starting a travel blog. What, what happened to create that? Well, we started the blog because, well, when we worked in the film industry in Toronto, you're from here, so you know, uh, the winters were really cold and we had a lot of seniority. So we would just take winters off. We were like, forget it. I'm not going to work outside in the cold weather and I'm going to go traveling. And it was cheaper to go traveling than to stay in in Toronto. So we did that for about uh, seven years. Mm -hmm. We would go traveling anywhere from two months to six months at a time. And we loved it. And for years, we kept going, how can we make travel a career? So we originally wanted to pitch TV show. 
about uh, a couple doing extraordinary adventures around the world, but we're just an everyday couple. And that's when we decided to sign up for this race through Africa called the Tour d'Afrique, where we cycled from Cairo to Cape Town. And the blog was literally started to just be a resume, just yeah. a place to hold a way to hold all of our newspaper clippings, our TV appearances and everything so that we could have a whole CV to show off, a reel to show off for our TV show. And then uh, we had so much travel experience. Even when we started our blog, by then we had been to about 30 or 40 countries because yeah. we had been traveling oh, for wow. years. Uh, we had a lot of experience to write about. So when we got back from Africa, we were trying to pitch the travel show, but we just started writing about travel and people started paying attention and we went, hmm, maybe there's something to this internet thing. Yeah. So we started looking into that instead. <laughs> Excellent. So then mm -hmm. did you guys know that it would turn into what it has today? Is Was that the, the game plan or how does that game plan changed? We hoped it would. We hoped it would, you know, like, like I, we did, we did, we did start it basically. Well, the thing was, the TV show didn't take off, and the reason the TV show didn't take off is because they basically people told us, "Well, nobody knows who the heck you are. Yeah. You know, you you guys are nobody. So why would we make a TV show about us? But, yeah, about people you. said we like the idea, yeah. we like you guys, but you don't have a brand. Right. So that's when we said maybe we should start building our brand. So the way we looked at our website, we were said, let's be these online celebrities. And I remember thinking. When I was in my travels, I'd see Leonardo DiCaprio advertising Tegra watches yeah. or something like that. And I said, we should work, concentrate on that. We'll become this travel brand that promotes travel to companies, but in the online world. And it sounds like, you know, it's so <laughs> obvious now. But back then we were like, wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. So let's focus on our brand and become these travel experts. And maybe we could start working with companies in the future and they would hire us the way that, you know, actresses uh you know promote makeup yeah. and other people promote perfume we were like oh maybe we could promote cameras and things like that and it's really funny that it, that worked out that way <laughs> yeah so the idea was always there to make it into a business because again we were we were leaving the film business to find some other way to make money so um it was always the idea for it to be our careers mm -hmm. um but yeah obviously the journey to get there has changed a lot over the years um and just as it will continue to change in the future. Excellent. That's that's so cool. So with with a blog comes many more responsibilities than people really think when they when starting a blog. You need social media channels and uh, everything that goes along with it. With social media, what do you feel has been the best platform to promote your blog? Now, that's something that has changed over the years as well. When uh -huh. we started, there was only Twitter. We didn't have a Facebook fan page. There was no such thing as Instagram. So at the beginning, I really believe we built our blog through Twitter. We tweeted a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, we were on, at that time, you know, now you have people on Instagram lists. At that time, there would be who are the biggest tweeters in, in travel blog, blogging. And we'd be on a lot of lists like that when we first started. Um, and then as it evolved, then Facebook took over for a while. And that was a really big thing. Now... Instagram is a very big part of our, our marketing our strategy. Marketing. Yeah. But now it's it's more YouTube. People are asking us more about doing videos. Like we'll get contacted a lot for people to say, can you make a video, uh, you know, do our product, try our product or go to a destination. So the one piece of advice we give people is to try and be on all of them because they've all been really good for us. Yeah. At different okay. stages. Yeah. We've never abandoned a channel. So 
you know, at, at all the channels that have helped us get to where we are now, we still we still use uh, we we still use regularly some of them to more extent than the other depending on uh what is working at that time but i think being on all those channels has given us the the diversity to actually market to a whole bunch of different audiences and i think that's helped contribute to our success in this field yeah. for sure we're never ones to put all our eggs in one basket and i don't think anybody should because i have friends on instagram who are seeing the algorithm change and that's all they yeah. concentrate on and they're nervous about it and we're like i don't really care either way if instagram mm -hmm. goes away because i have my hand in so many other channels yeah and i think that's a really key point for people to do try and it's hard it's hard to juggle them all but try and have a presence on all of them yeah i really love that advice because it seems like you two have evolved as as the environment has changed and you guys have changed with the environment and that's so key in in this in, in trying to uh to grow your audience now the other thing i want to bring up is seo because when i uh started reading travel blogs and you two were one of the first travel blogs i read it was because of your of you ranking really high in search engines in google um for for short keywords everything from travel blogger to uh other keywords that you guys rank really high on how have you guys gone about your seo strategy is there any uh advice that you'd give a travel blogger out there to to really focus on their seo yeah i was just talking to someone about this last night we rank high and we didn't even think about SEO in the beginning. We just worked on writing interesting stories and our brand, and we wrote a lot. For the first five years, we yeah. wrote every single day. So um, that's it's, we always now we we think about SEO more. But I think we rank high just because of the 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 age of our blog, the content that we have in there. We have a lot of it. And I think that my best advice for people is to not go out focusing on SEO right away. I think you should have SEO cornerstone articles. Yeah. But as a new blogger, I think that you should work on sharing your experiences and sharing your personality and then uh, take a few articles that can be cornerstone for SEO. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, we've been amazed that we showed up ranking high in certain things because we didn't even think about writing for that. It was just writing a, a, a long article, long article and, yeah. and giving really solid information. And I think building backlinks is also Another thing that people uh, people talk about, which this is, I mean, that is obviously important. But I think I think one of the biggest things is how you go about building backlinks, and it's not necessarily the amount of backlinks you have, but the quality. And yeah. you know, we are very fortunate at the beginning to uh, get a lot of high quality backlinks by answering interviews and getting interviewed. And the reason we got those interviews is because we built a brand. Yeah. that people wanted to interview us. So it's sort of like, um, you know, you, if you build, uh, if you build it, they will come if, yeah. uh, as they say. I, yeah. And I think what Dave said is perfect is everybody's going, I have to get backlinks. I have to get backlinks. Whereas we would organically get them because we wrote something interesting or did something interesting. So then it would get picked up by a newspaper or by a big website writing about it. And that's what people need to think about it. They're putting the cart before the horse. They're going, I need backlinks. So I need to figure out how to get that instead of doing something interesting enough that people will actually pick up on it and start writing about you. Definitely. That's excellent advice. Now, continuing with that a little bit, uh, is that you guys have worked with so many different travel brands, different companies. 
and a lot of people want to get to that stage. It's just they don't know how to start that. Once they've got an audience, they've built this audience. How did you guys get your first brand uh, to work with or first company to work with? How did that evolve? Well, the the first brand we worked with like on, uh, on a big platform was American Express. And uh, they approached us. And I, and I think the reason they approached us is because we, we built, uh, as you know, I hate we to keep, keep hammering this home, yeah. but we did, we, we built a brand over the years that was valuable to them and they could see a synergy between the two brands. And I think that's, you know, they were seeking out people to work with that were, uh, that wanted to deliver the same message they did. And I think that's why they came to us. I think there was an advantage also that, we were in Canada as well, yeah, with uh, you know, Canada. so it's, it, it's, it's mm -hmm. a bit of a smaller market. Mm -hmm. So it, I always, people always want to go after the massive companies to start off with, but I think you're probably better off to look in your own backyard from where you are, because maybe uh, a company just like American Express has an American Express Canada and you're working with them and they're more apt to work with a Canadian travel blogger than they would someone from America, just as Americans would rather work with Americans. So, um, yeah, they, they came to us. That's, that's how we got it. And, you know, we didn't go out there and pitch brands and, you know, again, we've been very fortunate that we haven't had to do that, but I do attribute it that to our years of working hard to build up great content and build uh, uh, an established audience and brand yeah. that they come to us. And something people don't know is we didn't work with anyone for the first couple years. We yeah. just kept on traveling on our own dime, wrote about our experiences and just kept, we, we figured we would have to travel full time for five years to make a name for ourselves. And by going out and doing things constantly, we were always updating the blog, always present on social media that brands have always come to us. And I think that's what people need to realize that you need to give yourself a bit of time to build your name and reputation. And once people start to know you, you will be approached. Cause people want to nowadays, people want to monetize right out of the yeah, gate. And I think that that's uh, that can be a, a real trap in the sense that you're not writing for yourself and you, and it's hard to build a, a genuine audience. The SEO traffic is fantastic. But to convert the SEO people into people who will be longtime readers, subscribe to your newsletter, buy products, all that kind of stuff, 99% of that does not come out of SEO. That comes out of, uh, of building your own brand and building an audience. Excellent, excellent advice. And I really like that you guys said time, take your time, be patient. And you guys said years. This didn't take weeks, months, right? This took, oh, exactly. this took time and to build. And yeah, exactly. And we kept our job like we had seven years of travel beforehand so we could draw on that for the first couple of years. And even when we went and traveled uh, the first year, we took off for an entire year to focus on our blog. We came home, didn't make any money for that year. We had to go back to work. We took another mm -hmm. couple months working in the film industry again just to save up again. And too many people think I have to quit my job and just go full tilt boogie into it when you could start writing about travel in your own backyard, you could take vacations, you can do day trips. So I think that's really important to take your time and not just quit your job and go, how can I make money right away? For sure. So what is next for Dave and Deb and the Planet D? Well, we're actually, uh, this year we'll be running our 
own uh we'll be leading our very first photography tour to tanzania so uh we're going to be doing that uh at the at the end of august so people can come and join us on a, on this uh, vip luxury um photo tour where we get to go and see the great migration in tanzania and uh as well as all the serengeti Tarangere national park Ngorongoro, and, and then we end in zanzibar yeah, yeah and we par partnered with ken kamineski yeah, from Discovery Photo Tours, who's a very good friend of ours. So um, it's a great partnership between the two of us, and yeah. it should be amazing. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like so much fun. So that sounds like, uh, I'd love to see the great migration. It looks, just seeing photos of that just looks incredible. Have you guys seen it before, or will this be your first time? This, is, this will be our first time seeing the great migration. We've been to Tanzania now three, three times, times yeah. and we've been okay. on a lot in Tanzania, but never for the migration. So we're very excited ourselves. Uh, so it's going to be great because we are actually where we start off in the south of Tanzania and then we're flying up in the middle of the tour to, for the great migration. Uh, so that's going to be really wild. Yeah, so. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, there you have it, Dave and Deb sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to my guests. Thanks for taking your time out of the day to join me on this interview, guys. Well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having us, Michael. We really enjoyed it. You're an easy guy to talk to. Yeah, we got to get together in Toronto, man. <laughs> hey, we definitely should. I want to just pass the floor over to the two of you. Let let our audience know where they can check you out. Where's the best place to reach you and anything else you wanted to let them know. Yeah, you can find us at theplanetd.com. And we are The Planet D on every channel, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, you can find us at The Planet D. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to this episode. Please visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 19 for this particular episode's show notes and learn more about Dave and Deb at theplanetd.com. Leave a comment on the page and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. This helps us extremely uh, going forward with this podcast. If there's anything else you want to find out, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to see everything that we've got on the go. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.